Welcome to the Condor Climbing Cast, Episode 10. This episode is a clip from the podcast Aligning 360, a new podcast hosted by my good friend Lucas Martindale. During this conversation, I had the opportunity to talk about my journey as a coach. If you enjoy this clip, you can listen to the full episode of the podcast by going down to the show notes and clicking the link. Enjoy! I want to get your perspective on this because, you know, as you've been speaking, there's been this sort of image forming in my mind, and I'm curious what you think about it. Um, but I kind of see the, the brave method set up in like a concentric circle model instead of a linear progression. Because all throughout the climb, it's like even it starts with breath in the center mm. and then it goes out a circle into reset yeah. and then it goes out a circle into assess but but those are sort of like you want to keep coming back you want to keep like so there's there's this constant assessment so it's not just like okay I breathe right. and then I reset yeah but it's like it's like there's a there's a sort of like you mixing back and forth you could go to any other letter but breath that's and that's funny because that's what i i almost explain it yeah and teach it as a concentric circle i've never like put that model together like that yeah so i appreciate that for that sure definitely yeah because it's like i always say the breath is the only thing you can always rely on yeah so, so it's central so it's central yeah. at all times like yeah that's the one any if anything happens that's that's number one yeah that's what you start with yeah and like that's how i that's what made it easier for me to find like the word Mm. you know Mm. but yeah that makes sense because you're always coming back to the breath but there always may be something now you got to visualize while you reset right yeah so it's like yeah you you may but it's all you have to express when you breathe yeah like <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it could go out of order. I think when you're trying to get into a restful state, yeah, you keep the order. Yeah, I think that's the distinction. Got it. Is it's like if you're trying to get into like a state of rest or calm, yeah, you follow that order. Yeah, but yeah. when you're in it, yeah, you can branch out and you can um, get out of that order. Mm. Mm. I think that's I think that's the distinction. Nice. Because if I'm at a rest, I need to breathe. Yep. I need to reset yep. so I can get into a position of reset so I'm not still, in, like I'm engaging as little as possible. Yeah. And then like I need to go through my body and assess what needs rest. And then I can actually visualize what's next or literally where I'm at. Yeah. And then I can express. Yeah, it's almost like, it's almost like the R could be, you know, run parallel rest reset. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, essentially, that's what's what's happening when you're doing the reset, right? Like you're you're resting and then assessing, right? Yeah, and and is that water? <laughs> that's a good question. Um, Something's dripping. That's what. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good distinction, and that model is. Yeah, I will definitely draw it up as that because I think you're right. That's you can go out of order, but you always have to start with the breath. Mm. I think that's kind of like the distinction there. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And so when you started implementing this brave method, what kind of results did you start seeing? 
just fucking enjoyment. Yeah. Like, people were ha- enjoying themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. Because, like... <laughs> you know? Because yeah. it's really Cause easy. why not? It's really easy to take, like, start with something... Yeah. That you enjoy more yeah. than anything, and then take it real seriously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. let's th- squeeze all the enjoyment out of this yeah. that I possibly can because it means so much to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, man, I wish this was cool me off. It's like it's dry; it doesn't have any water on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put some water on put it, some dude. Water on it, man. You're skipping steps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you forgot what's important. You forgot why you're here. Yeah. So it, I think it brought people back to uh, why they're there. That's great. Um, and like I always say, I always like I always still say it. My two sayings that I always come back to are: don't turn it into a dragon. Yeah. Uh, and um, it might get spiritual. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the first time you said that to me uh, when I went to the gym with you. <laughs> And I think you were actually telling me about somebody that was up on the wall because you would have them do these drills where uh, it kind of reminds me of the basketball drills. I forget what it's called. Maybe suicides where you run to the first line, you come back, grab a ball, run to the second line, come back, grab a ball. But this yeah. way you're running to a or you're climbing to a rung, then you're coming down and then you're yeah. climbing to the next, then you're coming down, then you're climbing to the third. And I remember you saying like that it really gives people the opportunity one to see what they're capable of under pressure and two that it might get spiritual up there yeah yeah and i it's because i think what happens is they experience themselves as the creator of their experience yes which is like what yeah. <laughs> but, yeah yeah but i think that's what happens yes they, they're like oh my god like i created like that experience for myself and like i am capable of so much more than i thought i was exactly yeah, and that's something that I use a lot in my coaching and, and that has been uh, paramount, you know, to my growth, which is realizing that that perceived limitations are not the same as actual limitations. Yeah. And when you when you start to get right to that edge of what you perceive as a limitation, usually if you put that effort into it, you'll find that there's actually like a much more (laughs) in the tank than what you thought. Absolutely. And I think it's important uh, for people to really get into that tank because it's like there's this latent capacity within them that they're almost blind to until they see it for themselves. That's why I love like anaerobic climbing is like climbing at a lack of oxygen so you're like exerting a lot yeah and that's like what that drill does yeah it's like what are you capable of when you almost have nothing left yeah it's like everything still everything still everything still everything still and people like learn how much they actually have yeah um which yeah they 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 increase the tank like they they now have a bigger tank because they actually are aware aware of of what they have that's right yeah that's right yeah, I mean that seems useful. That seems useful. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that's why it's like uh, that's why it's so. Yeah, ne- I guess yeah. The where we're at now, or yeah. like how that all shook out. Yeah. So I realized how much I loved working with people one on one. Yeah. And I felt that it was is probably time for me to help put people in place that were like more excited about the competition side of it yeah um, because I felt like 
I felt like the cre- the container had been created. That's right. You yeah. know, so I was like, cool. Like this thing can stand on its own now. Yeah. This thing, this thing is. It, yeah. It, it's. I think it's okay now. Yeah. And uh, so then I was like, okay, I want to coach people one on one. Like I want to. I want to see what that's like to like really try to connect with people one on one. So that's when I started coaching people one on one through the gym. Yeah. And then. That slowly built until I like slowly like phased in, yeah. Um, someone else into the like leadership position, and then I slowly like focus more and more on the individual coaching. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about uh, you use the word you wanted to connect uh, more with people, and I can kind of see for myself why that's important. But but why why do you use that word? So. Being in a like leadership role, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like okay, uh, okay. So this is one. Just because you own a climbing gym yep. doesn't mean you're going to climb a lot. Sure. So I think that's what I was realizing is like I'm a climbing coach, mm-hmm. uh, but my role is like this support, like leadership position, doesn't allow me as much time to really connect with each individual one-on-one like it allowed me to connect with the group i think a lot because we had we had this like um circle of stoke is what we called it yeah so like every time after practice everyone would go around and they would say like something they were really excited about that they saw one of their teammates do yeah um so it was like i was feeling the connection but it wasn't like really specific and I think the really specific connection is really important to me. Yeah. So I kind of started to move more in that direction. Gotcha. Is that kind of... Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I... So maybe I'll say some things about that. Because I've, I've noticed for myself that... Um, and, and I think that this is one thing that you do just naturally. Like, And sometimes we can't always see our contribution. So it's going to be a... It's going to be a me share and then acknowledge you as well. Yeah. Um, but... I've noticed that if, like, when I ran the bar program at Cafe Gratitude, it was sometimes uh, difficult to not become kind of dictatorial and, and authoritarian. Yeah. And and what I would notice is when that would come up, I would notice it as being ineffective. And. It was ineffective because it was like, these people aren't doing what I need them to be doing so that I'm fulfilling my role effectively. So it's like, okay, well, I'm responsible for this experience. I'm responsible for this feeling. And if I want to be effective in having people uh, listen to me, it's important that they not feel disrespected by me or it's important that they not feel made wrong by me yeah and and when I could deal with my experience and then connect with them in a way that was like I empathize with your experience like I see like there's a lot going on there's a lot to do and all that and this you know these are the tasks that need to be handled but you know what's in the way like what's going on like is everything okay yeah you know are you is you know and then usually they would share something with me because I think most people know when they're missing the mark right you know and you you just feel it and if you if you have on top of that pressure and criticism 
they're going to feel, uh, you know, for lack of better terms, oppressed in some way. They're going to feel like pushed down. And that is one way, you know, to uh, catalyze change. Oh, yeah. But it's ineffective in the long run. Yeah. Because now you lose the connection. Now, now there's not... Um, the, the respect and the mutual um, support of one another is now destroyed. It's mute. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so I, think that, I think that to be an effective leader, maintaining a connection with the people that you're working with is important. Yeah. Because, you know, and, and this is something that I noticed about you pretty early on, is that... Uh, you're pretty open-hearted when it comes to the way that you express yourself with people. And um, that transfers and that translates. And it's like, oh, wow, I can show up here. Like, it's like... And, and I think sometimes people shy away from that or they run away from that, but I also think that people crave that. You know, like, I think that people crave connection where it's like, oh, I'm not going to be judged or reprimanded for my my failures or inadequacies and in actuality it calls those things forth it calls the good nature forth it calls the potential forth because you're treating them as if they're worthy of that kind of experience and you know I notice this even with myself like when I'm practicing jiu-jitsu or something like that where it's like I can sometimes be hard on myself like oh fuck I didn't get that or oh like oh and I'll notice that. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. That's not... That, that's not useful here. It's not making anything better. And if somebody was to exploit that, you know, if they were to like, you're doing it wrong. Like, what do you... No, it's like this. Like this. Not, not that there's without direction, but that like, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. Like, I've had people like that I've been rolling with that they're like, it's okay. You're, yeah. you're learning, you know? Yeah. And, and that does something to alleviate uh, our relationship with failure. And if you don't have a good relationship with failure where it's okay to fail, then... You're setting yourself up for failure. Totally. Of the worst kind. (laughs) Because now you're going to avoid the experience of failure, which failure is a prerequisite to growth. Because in order to learn something new, you don't know anything about it. So you got to fail until you learn. And then you'll learn. Yeah. But if you if you run away from failure, you're it, yeah, it's a non-starter already. Yeah, I think, and that's part of all like all the processes that I've trying I've trying to been put in is like don't judge the damn thing, right? Just like keep playing, right? Yeah, know? yeah. Like when people say, ah, oh, this hold is bad, or yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit because yeah. you know blaming blaming our inadequacies on circumstances yeah you say you you talk about that a little bit um when people are like ah this hold is bad or oh this hold is wrong and it's like well is it or is your position wrong yeah 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 or is your position just like not quite in alignment it's like there's so many things that you can make adjustments on yeah before you go there yeah yeah. And you don't ever have to you go there. You don't even though. have to go there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not it's not useful because then you give all of your power, you give all of your ability to respond. So now you're no longer responsible for your experience. Yeah. Now it's now it's life's fault. Yeah. You're yeah, you're you're kind of submitting. Yeah. And it's not to say that there aren't difficult things. It's like if the thing is out of reach, it's out of reach. Yeah. You know, but and I've literally had that happen with kids. It's like some of the clients are literally out of reach like they can't reach it right so you have to like help them find ways to like either make adjustments to the climb give them extra things they can use it's yeah. like support that's a big thing too it's like just because it's a thing doesn't mean it can't be adjusted or changed or and because there's just because there's rules it doesn't there's no rules there's just guidelines right and i think with climbing there's a lot of like kind of guidelines that are that are uh seen as hard rules yeah and i think it can get you stuck yeah yeah well that's when it that's when you know it becomes dogmatic Mm -hmm. like i remember i remember learning like oh this is this is the utility of dogma because dogma preserves the structure but it's just a basic structure that requires your own experience, your own creativity, your own unique way of negotiating that, that gives you a more well-rounded sense of competency where it's like the structure's there if you need to utilize it. It just kind of puts you, gives you a place to come back to, but, and, and it's useful because you can't always, sometimes things are too, uh, complex to like I'll, I'll put it into into jiu-jitsu terms it's like you can't know all the ways there's always an attack and there's always a reversal to an attack and so it's like you can't know all of those things if you're just starting out but if you have a basic structure to come back to okay get on your back get on your side get them in guard okay protect your neck okay like these are basic structures but you can't just protect your neck because now your arm's exposed. Yeah. You know, now this is exposed. So it's like that structure isn't meant to be like, this is the right thing. This is just a place to come back to when you get lost, when you end up in chaos. And the more that you, the more that you build on those structures and the more that you learn inside of that chaos, the more you can put those structures, you can order those uh, operations more effectively. And then you start to build your own structures. But it's like to to rely only on a structure as the right thing and then get upset that that structure didn't work out. It's like, well, you just need more. You need more. Like yeah. you need, and so like learning comes in. So, yeah. So do you see people uh, getting getting frustrated with some of the framework? Or do you feel like that framework gives them a place to come back to and and land that i I think as long as you keep it as uh breath is is like if every everything else goes out the window just like have that yeah and i think it it works pretty well yeah because it's like all the other things are just kind of like like you said there it's kind of like your idea with jujitsu is like all these things are important and you can come back to them but if you just keep coming back to your breath Mm mm-hmm those other things might fall in place. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like that. That's why you're right. Like the center of, of that circle is definitely breath. Because mm-hmm. if you're coming back to your breath, if you're relying on your breath, 
oftentimes things will fall into place. Mm. Um, but if but if you need, you know, those other things, it can be helpful, especially mm. in like just like use. So that's what I've noticed too is like drilling very specifically with like guidelines, mm. and then just like letting more like allowing more freedom. Like you'll start applying, mm. and then you won't have to think about them anymore. Yeah. So I think if you pl- apply like more specifically at first, yeah, until it feels like almost second nature yeah then um it's just gonna you're just gonna have it i think that's exactly what it is too is it is just just to build that in as second nature it's to build it into an instinctual awareness where now you don't have to think about it anymore and i remember the first time i i went to an aikido dojo i remember he was like okay i'm gonna grab your arm and then you move like this and i remember thinking like i would never move like this yeah. like if i was in a fight i would never move like this and it's like, no, you're missing the point. This is to help you build competency because you don't know how you would move. Yeah. There's all kinds of variables that you can't account for. And you might think that you would do it this way, but it's like if you if you learn the drills and if you build this into an instinctual awareness, you can actually now utilize that to your advantage because you're competent in how to move in those ways. Yeah. Like you're competent and like, oh, this is boom. It's like something's in chaos and then all of a sudden you recognize it like oh yes I drilled this thing at this specific moment so if I move this way now I know you know and so it's like it it yeah it helps kind of create it helps create competency and instinctual awareness like mm-hmm. muscle memory it, it it puts it into your intuitive like toolbox yes yeah, just kind of like language, you know? Like, we don't focus on our words anymore. Yeah. But we had to build, like, a basic structure to learn, okay, letter makes this, A makes ah, you know, yeah. whatever. And then you, okay, go through that structure, and then now you can form words. Okay, yeah. words kind of work like this. Yeah. And then you start to, like, oh, now, like, speaking is just an intuitive thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like, the like just one example of, like, one of those guidelines is, like, um, like having light feet. So you're you're stepping mm-hmm. and then you're putting weight on the step. Mm. It's like you're placing and then you're waiting. So it's like a two-step, literally two-step process. Yeah. Okay, my toe's here. Now I'm putting weight on it. Okay. Um, practicing that, just if you practice that enough and it starts to become second nature, you're just you're gonna trust your footwork better and your yeah. footwork's gonna be like super clean. So it's like you're getting into your feet. You're actually you're actually now occupying your feet when it's on a hold instead of it just kind of like haphazardly resting there. Your awareness is completely on the feet Boom. until they're set where Boom. they need to be. Yeah. And then you can switch your awareness. So it, it like cuz I think controlling your awareness is like or guiding your awareness is like what I'm doing as a coach, but totally. also what you're doing when you're climbing. Yeah. So like if you can get really good at like guiding your awareness very specifically and then you can trust mm. that you guided it to the spot that it needs to be, mm. now your awareness is on the next thing. Yes. And like it's hard because you could get that foot, but like keeping tension mm. through that foot through the next movement, mm. a lot of people lose that tension because um, they're not used to like keeping it. You know, like, because their awareness is on something else, but they still need that, like, that pressure through the toe. Interesting. So it's like, there's, like, levels to it, too. It's like, yeah. 
at first you guide your awareness really specifically and then maybe you work on like keeping like toe pressure on your next move and then eventually you're just gonna keep that pressure through your feet because mm. you're just used to doing it yeah um, yeah you can, yeah. Well, it's interesting too that you say tension because the word that kept coming to me was attention. Yeah. You know, your attention is there. And it's almost like attention uh, is the will of, wait, yeah, attention is the will of awareness. Yeah. Like W I L L, will. Yeah. I'm willing my attention to be aware of this thing, like yeah. of this experience or this sensation or this placement or this yeah i think it's like yeah it's like literally focusing on the tension yeah yeah a lot of times yeah um okay and so so now you're working with people on a more individual level yeah yeah so then um you know with with your help and a lot of help of you know my community i started to realize that um it was wearing on me. Mm. And I think that's because when I first started climbing, the outdoor experience was such an ingrained aspect of it. Yeah. And I felt like I wasn't um, I wasn't really getting that because I was teaching in the gym a lot. I was I wasn't like going on those adventures and Yeah. Um, I felt like I I need things to bring back. Yes. You know? Yeah. So it's like I wasn't bringing any, anything back. So of course if you're not I, I was bringing, like, I still had concepts that I was building, like, through climbing in the gym, but it didn't feel as powerful. Yeah. So I was like, okay, like, something needs to change here. And then that's when I, I realized that I needed to be expressing myself more. Mm. So I started my podcast. I started I started writing first, then I started the podcast because I was just like, oh, I could just talk, and then that feels easier for me. Right, right. Uh, sometimes where I can let someone else talk and through them like we can arrive at something really important for sure so that felt cool yeah and then um yeah I I realized I started my company I started condor climbing Mm -hmm. uh because I wanted to coach people the same way as I'm doing in the gym but just take them outside yeah so oftentimes leveraging the gym to get people ready to experience um like what outside is like like Mm. what it's like to climb outside yeah Uh, so i've been slowly moving more into that realm um, yeah recent times and so what's your experience been moving into that realm like now that you're coaching people outside what's the it's hard to come back (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that's been that's been the main struggle it's just really hard to come back yeah uh, well, you're kind of setting yourself up, you know, to where you don't even have to anymore. You got the yeah. You got the van so that you can take yeah. people on the road trips and exactly and stay in it. You're gonna put a bed in there and kind of get it all set up to yes. be RV ready. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I think it'll be nice because I won't have to like. Right now, I, there's a need to come back because part of like my livelihood is is built in coaching in the gym. Yeah, but. I think it would be nice, you know, it'd be, like, I enjoy coaching in the gym still. Yeah. But it has to be, like, on my own terms, and, like, um, I have to be, like, really willing to do that. Yeah. So I think, you know, maybe branching out, coaching at other gyms, if I'm in a place for a while, that, and I, like, build a relationship there. Yeah. It's, like, share share it a little bit with 
with more than just like the space in Kansas City. Yeah. Um, so like doing clinics and stuff like that. Because I have done a Brave clinic and I, I enjoyed how it, how it went. Did you say a Rave clinic? Bla- brave. Oh, Brave clinic. Okay, like got teaching it. the acronym. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think I think the alignment just has felt like I always say Mother takes care of me, like Mother Nature. Mother takes care of me, so I can take care of whoever I'm with. Yeah. And that's how I feel when I'm when I'm outside and I'm yeah. climbing. It's just like like the experience of being outside is like is wonderful enough to where me and whoever I'm with after like three days is gonna just there's gonna be an effect regardless of what happens when we climb yeah the climbing is just like it just happens to also be awesome yeah you know yeah so it's like getting people in touch with nature and getting them settled in and then also pushing themselves yeah climbing it's just like it's a great recipe for for growth and for a really powerful experience yeah yeah for you as well it's cool that it's cool that you're prioritizing that as like well this is what i need to stay fresh and relevant and keep myself like able to be effective at my role that's what it feels like because like um I feel like at first, um, I was still like learning a lot of technique myself because I'd never really focused on that before. Yeah. I was first teaching. Yeah. And now it's like, no, I just need to apply this in a lot of different situations. Yes. So now it's like, in every every new climbing area you go to is just so dramatically different. Yeah. Like the rocks different, the movements different, the surroundings are different, the partnerships, the environments different, the weather is different. Yeah. Like it's just all it's just such different unique experiences every time yeah there's more variables to take into account which it's like it's kind of stepping up you know like you're stepping up into a new belt yeah i'm like yeah that's kind of what it feels like it's like i i need to put myself through more struggle to um, continue to bring like new more things back Yeah, yeah yeah And it seems like you have a pretty good solid ground floor to start with that will aid you, you know, wherever yeah. you go. I think I'm, I think, I mean, I feel, I feel ready to push myself like more than I have before, especially yeah. outside. Yeah. And I feel comfortable navigating, um, pushing, like helping somebody else, like help support somebody else in that process too. For sure. But as I do it more, I will be better at supporting them. Cause like in the gym now, it's like, it kind of comes second nature to me now when I'm in the gym coaching, it's kind of just like, kind of makes sense. Yeah. Especially like at the North gym. Cause I've been, I've been there for a long time and I've been doing it a lot to where it's just like, okay, like I kind of just, it kind of just, I can kind of just go to work. Right. Like it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which, um, is is good because it like shows a certain level of mastery, but then it also shows me that it's time to. Yeah, well, because they're climbing the ladder, and if you're not climbing up there with them, you're just going to be shouting from the bottom of the ladder. Right. You know? So it yeah, and in the gym now, it's like it's not that there's not climbs to challenge me, but um, I need a different challenge. I, yeah. I need some, um, and it feels like the outdoors is kind of where that's at because there's so yeah. many things that I can learn about myself without the climbing even involved. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What does it look like to live longer term outdoors or out completely yeah. away from like almost completely away from society. Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. 
can't find would love out to find out yeah, yeah yeah so yeah that's kind of how it be <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a good way man <laughs> that's a good way thanks for tuning in once again if you want to check out the whole podcast you can go down to the show notes if you want to find more of what i'm up to you can go to condorclimbing.com if you want to show your support you can go to patreon.com slash condor climbing Thanks. Have a great day. Love you. Bye.